I'd like to focus on our responsorial psalm this morning. Sometimes I feel like the responsorial psalm is like a, a memory test, and I fail it quite frequently. Um, fill us with your love, O Lord, and we will sing for joy. That was a lot for me to follow there. But um, So focusing here on a responsorial psalm, what we see here is, I think, an exhortation to humility. Says the, the psalmist says to God, You turn man back to dust, saying, Return, O children of men. A thousand years is nothing in your sight. Okay? So if a thousand years is nothing in God's sight, how much is you know, the average human lifespan in God's sight? It's less than nothing. It just goes, goes by like a, a snap of the fingers. Uh, and then he says, Teach us to number our days aright, that we might gain wisdom of hearts. Teach us to number our days, that we might gain wisdom of heart. If we go back to God's original intention for humanity, what we find, actually, is that God intended our days to be unlimited, in fact. But that was only on condition that we would be obedient to him. Okay, So we are mortal by nature. We're finite creatures. We're creaturely by nature. Okay. Um, That's what it is to be made, to be created, and not to be the creator. Your dependence, your contingence, your existence, your very being is contingent upon God's will. And uh, as a bodily creature, we're composed of various parts. And there's nothing that guarantees those parts staying together. Okay, Those parts can come apart just as much as they came together. So that's what it is to be mortal, to be subject to corruption and, and death. But despite that, God did actually intend man to have an unlimited number of days. But it was dependent upon his obedience. And when man disobeyed, then God took that privilege or that possibility away. And all of us now have a limited number of days. And it's wisdom to measure those days, to count those days, to be mindful of that. Lest we think that we, lest we forget that we are uh, creatures that we're not God, that we're limited beings and not unlimited beings. Uh, I think uh, of right now, it makes me think of, I don't know if it's currently popular, but certainly for, there was a, a period of time that went on in maybe 10, 15 years where what was really, really popular in movies and in television shows was the whole vampire thing. Vampires were just the, the rave. You know, you had like these 13-year-old little girls loving vampires. It's like bizarre, <laughs> totally bizarre, you know. But I think I think what that is, there's a kind of a fascination that we have with the idea of a vampire because a vampire uh, is exact opposite of what of the limits that God has, has imposed upon us. So the vampire is deathless. He or she is not subject to death. They're, they're unlimited. They're basically kind of like eternal. But yet, they're in total rebellion to God, and disobedient, and sinful, and they have power, and they can do whatever they want, and there's no limitations. They can seduce, and they can kill, and they can... Okay, so I think that this is a secret fantasy that fallen man has. They want to be that way. They want to be disobedient from God. They want to be autonomous from God, not subject to Him. They want to be, you know, prideful in their own strength, and yet not suffer the consequences of death. And so it's a real act, actually, of mercy on God's part that he has numbered our days. 
Okay, it's a real act of mercy on his part. Because if we have, if we know very clearly we see death around us all the time, we see our loved ones die, it gets, the message does get across to us, although we want to forget it. The message gets across that we're not God, that we're not unlimited beings, and that our happiness really does depend upon our obedience to God. And the possibility of eternal life, of course, only through Jesus Christ, does depend upon our obedience to the gospel and to uh, being faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. So really, death is, is a merciful uh, thing. It's an act of mercy on God's part because it's a constant reminder of that we're finite beings, that we need God, and that we're not gods ourselves. Uh, this is what this is the path to humility. So it says, teach us to number our days that we might gain wisdom of heart. If you are not mindful of this, you're living, you're not living in reality. It's the most, it's complete and utter foolishness, um, to think that, uh, you know, there's, there's different ways of being prideful. Maybe you might, you might have a certain kind of gift or positive quality, but you don't really recognize where it comes from. It comes from God. You don't, you can't take credit for it. And so the prideful person kind of like forgets about the origin of his or her quality, whatever that positive quality, whatever that might be. Um, or they might think that, well, it comes, it's been given to me from God, but it's, I deserve it, you know. And you gotta get this sense of entitlement. Um, or, now this is really silly, is you only think that you have a positive quality and you're better than everybody else and you're really not. Okay, so that, <laughs> so pride can also cause us to make that mistake as well. But all three of those different uh, postures of pride are not in alignment with reality. None of them are true. Because the truth of the matter is that whatever we have, it comes from God. And it's not because we merit it, but because God is generous. And th- and that's reality. So to live in accordance with reality is wisdom of heart. And, and the pathway to that is simply to recognize our limitations our fundamental mortality and finite existence. And to know that every moment, if you, if you, uh, another path of humility is to simply meditate upon this simple truth. That at every single moment of our existence, God is positively willing us to exist. And if at any moment God just simply ceased to will us to exist, we would cease to exist. Okay, so <laughs> that, that's a truth that exposes our fundamental dependence upon God. It's simply by his will that we actually continue to exist in every moment of, of our lives. And uh, when, we, when we get that, when we really get that, we start to understand God is merciful. God is loving. He doesn't have to do any of this. He doesn't have to cause me to exist, but he does anyways. Not because I deserve it, but because he is merciful because he's good, because he wants to share his goodness with us, because he wants to invite us into a place where we participate in his goodness, where we recognize his supremacy, and uh, and we love him and obey him. And that, my brothers and sisters, is the is the path to humility and and to true fulfillment and to happiness.